Good morning, everyone. This is the Pillaged Pastor with another encouragement for the day. Starting with God's Word, getting into God's Word together. Do you remember a time in your life when you really didn't know where to start when you opened your Bible and you were thinking, shoot, I don't really have a plan. It was before you knew of a reading plan in the Bible, perhaps. But you would take your Bible and maybe randomly just open it and hope that by chance or providence God would lead you to just the right passage that would speak to you. And a lot of times he did. He would speak, you know, to you. And you were like, wow, that's so cool. Like, why is that? Like, can you do that today? I mean, is that the way we should approach the word and the word or God speaking to us through his word, by his word? And so we're going to talk about that. I want to just, I think there's some rules. If we want to go into God's word and we want to God to speak to us through his word, I think there's some, you know, things to take into consideration. So that's what we're talking about today as an encouragement. And uh, so grab your coffee. I've got, again, my turtle dove coffee from Dunkin' Donuts ready to go. And uh, yeah, stay tuned. Are you ever afraid to get up and go look in the mirror and afraid of what you're going to find or what you're going to see? That was me this morning. That's me like every morning. Shoot. Um, so I want to take us to Psalm 145 and receive encouragement from the word and then talk about a few principles as to how we should approach God's word. If you are a broken pastor... If you have been in ministry and are now out of the ministry, sometimes our default is everything has to be study, study, study. That's how we go into the Word. If you've been a Christian for a long time, you've been part of Bible studies and whatnot, maybe it's the same way. Everything has to be so systematic. But does it really have to be systematic every single time? I, I beg to differ. I think actually systematizing our study is definitely good for Bible study. But is it always good for God to actually speak to our hearts? I think the trash man's out there this morning. So, Psalm 145. The Lord is gracious and compassionate. He's slow to anger and rich in love. The Lord's good to all. He has compassion on all he has made. All you have made will praise you, O Lord. Your saints will extol you. They will tell of the glory of your kingdom and speak of your might, so that all men may know of your mighty acts and the glorious splendor of your kingdom. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and your dominion endures through all generations. The Lord is faithful to all his promises. And this is I like this part right here, actually, and loving toward all he has made. The Lord upholds all those who Fall. He's going to uphold all those who fall and lift, uh, lifts up all who are bowed down. What's that about? I think that speaks of this reverence of God and this humility. Like this, this humility. This maybe in falling, it could mean a lot of things. But to me here, like how that speaks to me is like, I've fallen. I know that you have as well. I've fallen time and time again. And we can be confident that in falling, in being humbled, 
I've fallen, yet God had to, I don't know, keep pu pushing my face in the dirt until I was humbled. Because sometimes we fall because of sin, and he has to just sit there and just keep us until we actually experience that the sorrow until we experience the pain perhaps that we've caused other people until we uh, we you know relent until we will just uh, it's kind of like um, I don't like this picture but I watch a lot of those you know kind of like bad boys uh, 911 um, what is it what do we used to call it uh, I know that you know what I'm talking about, it's like called bad boys. <laughs> anyway, where the police officer has somebody on the ground and they're all wrestling. There's like 12 guys wrestling one guy. <laughs> and it has to be that way, right? <laughs> you know, one guy's got his knee, one cop's got his knee and the guy's back and he's still struggling and they're trying to get the handcuffs on. They finally get the cuffs on, but the guy's still struggling. And, uh, and he's, you know, yelling out, ow, ow, you're hurting me, you're hurting me. But he won't. They're like, just sit still. Just stop fighting. Stop fighting. And the guy's like, I'm not fighting and I'm not fighting it. You're hurting me. And, uh, and hey, maybe sometimes he's not fighting and sometimes he is. But that's the picture anyway that comes to my mind when, you know, we're running from God. And we, God, God tracks us down and uh and has us pinned down until we just stop fighting him until we just calm down and and we're the ones when we're struggling and fighting against god at that time we're the ones that hurt ourselves why is god hurting me um i don't i don't think that's all, that's the case i think we we're hurting ourselves by fighting against god and in this case, right here in this passage, why that speaks to me is the Lord upholds all those who fall, you know, and lifts up all who are bowed down, come to that point of surrender. The eyes of all look to you and you give them their food at the proper time. Your, you open your hand and satisfy the desires of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in all his ways, so he's always he's always going to be in the right. And I remember talking with someone who didn't like that. They're like, I don't like, I don't want to surrender to God and give my life to God, not because I don't believe in him, but I don't like that he's always right and he's going to always win no matter what. And that made this person, that, that man, angry at God, the very fact that God is always in the right. But that individual also didn't have a good relationship with their dad. And I really think they viewed God very much like they viewed their dad. They were angry with their dad. They were, um, and it went on, that hostility went on for years and years. And that hostility then also because the guy's dad was a believer and loved the Lord, but had treated his son um, you know, pretty, pretty awfully. And so basically, well, I don't want, I hate my dad. And so I'm not going to serve my dad's God, even if my dad is real. And even if God is real, I don't like them. And in the case of God, like he's always right. And I don't like that. And so there was all of this, you know, hostility, but nonetheless, I mean, yeah, God is, God is, 
always right, but he's also always compassionate and merciful and forgiving and gracious. He's not like an earthly father. You know, he doesn't fail. He doesn't sin. He doesn't lie. He's not, you know, going to leave your side like an earthly parent might leave your side. And so the Lord is righteous in all his ways and loving toward all he has made. He's loving. The Lord is near to all who call on him. He's always near to all who call on him in truth. He fulfills the desires of those who fear him. So that, that reverence, he hears their cry and saves them. The Lord watches over all who love him, but all the wicked he will destroy. No doubt about that. My mouth will speak in praise of the Lord. Let every creature praise his holy name forever and ever. That's uh, Psalm 145. So it only took me forever to read that passage, but we, we took a quick a, a break in there. Um, and so I will open up God's word, sometimes intentionally, sometimes uh, you know, look, going to a particular passage, a particular book of the Bible. I specifically have always liked just, you know, reading all the way through a book of the Bible. And that's what I'll do. I mean, it, it doesn't matter where it is. I mean, it might have been, and I have time and time and time again. It might not seem like it, but I have read through the Bible multiple, multiple times, and I'm sure several of you uh, have as well. And so, but just literally from, you know, the beginning of the beginning, Genesis, all the way through to uh, to Revelation. And uh, time and time again, just go and do it over and over again. Sometimes I will literally just take, you know, Genesis. And while I'm reading Genesis, I'll skip on over and read so a chapter in Genesis, then a chapter in Matthew, chapter in the old, and then run over to the new and a chapter in the new. And I did that process for Again, years and years, and it, and when I didn't know where to start or didn't know where to go, of course I had a rhythm and a pattern. But I think in our rhythm and pattern, are you really hearing from God? Is God speaking to your heart in His Word, in your pattern? Are you losing touch with God? When you go to read a passage in the Bible, are you just trying to get it over with? So sometimes in your brokenness, and this is, well, let's talk about brokenness in two, in two ways. Number one, you're broken and you don't want to talk to God. Number, number two, you're broken, you realize it, and you can't get enough of God. You, you, you want to go and get enough of God. So in, in, in number one, when you're broken and you're just struggling, you, you just, you're mad at God, Let's say you literally, you, you can go into a pattern in order to get back in a relationship with God to where I'm just going, I'm angry with God. I don't want to talk to him. I'm in rebellion. I'm broken. And, but at the same time, like I, I can't neglect that relationship. I need to, I know I need him. If you have any sort of inclination, like in your brokenness, in your rebellion, uh, in your, you know, being in, in it when you're in a, like a distraught place, but you're angry with God and you don't want to be with him. If you're still thinking about God and you still even want to go into the Bible, that's a great sign. I mean, that, that is, that is evidence that he's right there with you. That's evidence that, I mean, he's planted something in you that you can't ignore. 
And so if that is there and you're broken, maybe that does start with just pattern reading. You know, or going back into a pattern that you've once, okay, well I'm just gonna go in, Book of John, you know, read a, pa read a passage, or read the chapter, or read a verse, or whatever it might be, and you might do that. And that just is like you opening up just a little bit of the door. You're just kind of opening up the door. You might not even be peeking in the door just yet. You might have your head down, but you're opening up that door. You're willing to take that step. You know, and that's awesome. And then there's that part, that other, that other part where maybe you're broken, but you're hungry for God and you're going after him. So you've already opened the door all the way and you're looking for God. Okay, that would be the, the, other, the other extreme in brokenness. Open up the door and it's wide open and you're literally expecting that every time you get into the word no matter where you're at God is going to speak to you he, you expect that he's going to speak to you and you're wanting to hear from him you're not going into the word necessarily you're not going into the word to study the Bible but you're going in to specifically hear from him. So if that passage, the way we read that passage and something stood out to me, it's something that I needed to perhaps, you know, God needed to communicate to me. But there's all kinds of wonderful things that it, that you heard in the passage today that God was saying to us. And so especially in a relation, I love the compassion, the mention of always, you know, praising him. But these qualities, even though we had some strong qualities in there too like hey the wicked he will destroy like that's that's a that's a you know that truth is real just like boom like hey I'm compassionate I'm loving I'm merciful I'm, I'm there to lift you up you know but I'm also going to destroy the wicked so there 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 is you have to you can't take one and not the other truth you have to accept them all but to me what stood out was the Lord upholds all those who fall and he lifts up all who are bowed down and he does and if we go back to our police analogy which I don't know if that was a good one or not but literally when the guy like stops like fighting okay we're gonna lift him up now and yeah we're gonna throw him in the back of a police car <laughs> but but it's at his point of surrender that they then you know lift him up and I think that you know, God isn't necessarily aggressively. I think some of us, he, he aggressively tracks down and tackles us. Have you ever felt like God tackles you? You're running from him. You're doing your own thing. And you hit one wall after another. And one bad thing after another goes bad. You know, and, and, and maybe that is like God tackling you. You know, because nothing turns out right in your life. And that's God constantly like humbling you taking you down you know making sure that you're not going running off and doing your own thing but that you really are um uh being put to a stop by god being tackled by god so that you'll fix your eyes on him and not be fighting him and not be fighting his ways his will his love but surrendered so i hope that made sense it's a, this idea that Again, I'm, I think the encouragement coming back to that question is how do we make sure that whenever we go to the Word of God that He is going to speak to us. I think number one, if we were to kind of summarize it, number one, you, you need to be at a place where you expect to hear from God. 
you expect to hear from God. When you go into the Word, you expect that He's going to speak to you. You are going into His Word to develop a relationship with a person, not to gain knowledge. So you can be a believer and have a lot of knowledge, but not know the person. Knowledge of the person, but not know the person. You can read the biography, but not know personally that person, have ever met that person, but know all about it, all about their life. And so you can go into the Word and still never know Jesus. And so I want to go into the Word and, number one, expect to hear from Him. Expect to hear from Him. Number two, be open to hearing about whatever you're going to hear, accept all the truth, not just parts of truth. Accept it all. Be open to all truth. Yes, he, uh, the wicked he will destroy. And yet, you know, and yes, uh, he is righteous in all his ways. Yes, he is loving toward all he has made. Um, yes, he upholds all those who, who fall. Um, yes, he is faithful to all his promises. So you're not picking and choosing you're going in, so the second thing is you're going in and accepting all truth, all reality. And, of course, so that's it, the expectancy, the heart's expectancy that you're going to hear from the Lord. Second, submitting to all truth in His Word, right? And one of the things I would say, too, is like if you really want the Word to come to life for you as you go into any passage, whether... You know, whether you're just cracking open the door just a little bit or swinging the door wide and looking inside, looking for, you know, what God has for you. I think God is going to speak no matter what to you through his word. Like there's, he's going to speak to you because I believe that you're there. You're even opening up the word because of him. That he, he's given you that. He's planted that seed to where you're going to his word, that you are coming to him. That, that is something that he, I mean, he is drawing you to that place. And so it always starts and begins with him. He's the one who goes after us, you know, and intrigues us and puts his spirit within us. And, and, and we then, so that we can be beneficiaries of, of who, all that he is, all that he has for us you know, all that we were always intended to be. So with that being said, this is the pillage pastor. Grace come down for such a sinner as I, and for such a sinner as you.